Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is also available for free in iTunes and at thejazzsession.com, where you'll also find Amazon links that help you purchase the music you hear on the show, and a little bit of that purchase price comes back to the Jazz Session. And you'll find a donate button via which you can donate money directly to the show. Why would you do something like that? Well, far be it for me to suggest anything, but if you have found that over the last few years listening to the show has added some value to your life and you want to give me some of your money in return, I wouldn't turn it down is all I'm saying. Henry Threadgill is uh, a giant walking the land. He has uh, been writing and composing for decades now, uh, far-reaching, far-seeing, uh, forward-thinking music, and never afraid to kind of follow his muse. And he and his band Zuid have released an album called This Brings Us To, Volume 1. It's on Pi Recordings, came out uh, toward the end of '09, And I had a chance to speak with Henry not very long ago, and you're going to hear that today. This is the way the album, this brings us to begins it's with a tune called white wednesday off the wall My guest is composer Henry Threadgill. He and his band Zuid released an album at the end of last year called This Brings Us to Volume 1 on the Pi Recordings label. Uh, and it's my pleasure to welcome Henry Threadgill to the show. Thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So uh, at, at the risk of sounding foolish or like I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm going to say that I believe that the, the musical language that informs the music on this album is based on the intervals between the notes and the chords that you use rather than kind of a standard chord progression that people might be more familiar with. Is that is that even close to the mark? That's, that's kind of close to it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably close enough for a, a general conversation, which is probably right. what we'll have. Mm-hmm. So um, that seems to me like it would, it, it would mean that you'd have to get players not only who are willing to kind of speak in a completely new musical language, but that you'd also have to take a lot of time all learning to speak that language with each other before you could really make this music successful. Was that what it was like at the beginning yes, of the Zuid days? exactly. <laughs> exactly. You hit it right on the head. 
about the players and the time. So when you were putting this band together, were you choosing particular individuals that you thought would succeed at speaking that new language, or were you choosing the instrumentation first and then oh, finding the, people? The, the language is not that difficult. It's uh, uh, like most things. If you want to do it, you know, it's really about um, the personality of the person, you know. These musicians are, are certainly musically literate enough to to learn anything I could come along with, or anybody else, for that matter, you know. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of the instrumentation, and uh, ho uh, hopefully I was identifying the right person that was going to be there for the long haul, you know. What's the, I don't know if purpose is the right word, but what's the benefit of playing using this new language for you? For one thing, uh we just can play straight an idea with any kind of without any intermediary uh, uh, type of material that you have to negotiate. But I mean, it's like um, you see in traditional major minor music, when musicians improvise on chords, they have to. They have to make some kind of agreement with the chord. You understand what I'm saying? They have to, like, uh, what they have to say has to be brought about by the fact that they have to make this chord operate a certain way. So, uh, and the chord uh, is a finite is a finite thing, and it's got all kinds of... Um, it's got it's just got tons of baggage, you know. Here we just go direct and play an idea right out of your head, straight into the music, um, and you do it because of this, because of the the type of uh, musical environment that we're playing in that those this number series. See, the th uh, different mu music has different um, behavior. You know, uh, serial music, all different, uh, music has, uh, depending on how, what, uh, what chromatic or ultra chromatic world you're dealing in, that music allow, it has a different behavior and allows you to do different things in it that you can't do in the, in the major minor system. You follow me? I do. I, mm -hmm. I, um, one, it kind of brings to mind, I read a lot of uh, poetry that's translated from other languages into English, and one reason I enjoy that is because the, the English words that I know always seem to get put together in ways that I don't expect when, mm -hmm. when it's taken from some other source material. And this sounds like it might be kind of the same thing. I mean, there's only a finite number of pitches it's possible to make. Like, well, that's not really true if you use microtonal tuning, but whatever. There's a, there's a finite number of sounds it's possible for us to make, but this mm -hmm. sounds like it almost forces you to kind of combine them in ways that are that are unfamiliar or new. Well, you don't have to. You see, you you end up playing in major minor. You play a lot of uh, um, familiar ideas that everybody's been playing. A lot of scales and chords. We don't play. You don't have to play any of these things. Uh, you just go straight and play an, and play a, a thought, a, a musical thought, a musical idea. Um, and you don't, and you don't have to get caught up in uh, playing licks and things like that. You see, because uh, you got to remember, like when people, 
when you see a piece of music, which is like a, a musician sees a chord, he sees some uh, A minor or something. Well, that's already that particular thing has already got all kinds of uh, suggestions, and a whole bunch of people have already been playing that. You see, and you've been playing it, so you get all this preconceived ideas about what you should play. It's actually already in your hands and in your mind what to do in a way, you know. Here, uh, you know, if I put up the letters A, B, A, B, C, D, O, L, Y. Well, it's about three vowels up in there, right? It doesn't tell you, you, you have no reference there. So therefore your mind is clear to create, I say, now make a word out of it, pick words out of there. See, when you, in that kind of environment, you don't come with any kind of preconceived thoughts, you don't have any baggage, you don't have all of the general um, associations uh, attached to a particular thing. You see? I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I do. Is it, does doing something like that, does does uh, kind of enforcing a system like that on yourself help you help you yourself as a composer to come up with new ideas? Yes, of course. We, uh, naturally, it does. Um, you got to remember all of the music that we that we use to the major minor system. We've we've heard it so many times in the hands of great people. Well, all of that, all of those suggestions and baggage is there every time you every time you bring up. But that that material, you see what I'm saying? Sure. Every time you hear this chord going from that chord or that scale, all of these previous references and images and ideas pop into your mind. You can't get away from that. Tell people uh, who are the members of the band Zuid. Elliot Cave is the drummer, percussionist. Liberty Allman is the uh, acoustic guitar guitarist with us. Stomo Tukeshi is the acoustic bass guitar, bass guitar, and Jose Davila 
is a tuba trombone player. I was interested in the fact that you have both um, Jose and Stomu in this band, someone playing uh, acoustic bass and someone playing uh, a tuba much of the time. Right. Uh, what's the... But you got to remember, this is, a, I said, the bass guitar. I didn't say upright bass. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, that's like, uh, it's, it's a bass, but it's a bass guitar. Like a quattro guitar. Smaller guitar or soprano guitar, you know. And and so, what's the? Uh, does it not serve the, or does it not as often serve the bass function? Is that why you're making? Oh, it, it serves the bass function, but it can it can serve uh, baritone function, and it can also serve tenor function. It's got that. It's got enough range where you can it can play in the baritone and the. Uh, and the low tenor range, where the tuba can play, has a much larger range. It can play all within the bass range, all the way up into the alto range, with with greater resonance. You know, I had read before uh, you said that uh, Zuid was um, kind of a string a string band. Is that is that as much the case now yeah, as it used yeah, to be? Yes, it is. Uh huh. Originally, I had. One more string, and it started out with oud and and cello, and then it was two. When my oud player left, I replaced him with a, another cello player, and I'm still using a, a cello player at this time. Uh, that's been coming into the band slowly. Chris Hoffman is playing with us also, and you'll probably see him with us a lot more in the future. But it takes time. Um, to integrate someone into this group, you, this is not the type of situation where you, just because of, you put some music in front of somebody, they'll be able to come in and play it. That's not that's not true. Because of what we talked about earlier it, with the exactly, language. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you can understand something, but you got to get extremely familiar with it to be able to think at it and react to it at a rapid, very rapid pace, you know. And have the have the established members of Zuid? Have you all internalized this system to the point oh, yeah. now where it's just like any other language that you use? Exactly, before? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to do that, and uh, you can't you can't be you don't have time to think about anything in any kind of uh, musical language. Not when it comes to uh, on the spot extemporaneous playing, you know.
I read some some very interesting comments that you made and that I that I really enjoyed, although I'm a big offender in this way of about people who are like constantly wearing earphones and using their smartphones and uh, seeming to be somewhat disconnected from from the world around them and the impact that that has on their ability to understand dynamics. You you were making this point, I think, in a in a cafe where someone was speaking very loudly at the next table. But but do you think that people's kind of lessening ability to understand dynamics does it have an impact on the number of people oh, sure. that are to appreciate music? It has a definite impact on human on on what's happening to human beings. People going around with uh, closed down from natural sounds in 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 the environment. And you pump it into your ears, and and most uh, I I don't have scientific data, but you can be certain if you read enough scientific literature, most of the people in our society has got ear damage now. You can't go around pumping sounds with low frequencies and high frequencies into your ear. You might not have that damage; it might take a little time to show up, but you're certainly going to be affected by it. the The other thing is. The dangerous aspect of like, like I said, and people raise their voice. When when you put earphones on, you always talk louder because because you've been shut out of one you've been shut out of one world sound world, and you're trying to talk and respond in another sound world. You're not you can't really hear in two worlds at the same time. So we got all of this loud speaking, you know, uh, and it's just so dangerous. I mean, you know, to be going. To place yourself in in, in a, um, a situation where you can't respond to the sound information in the environment that you're in, you know, I, the idea I was asking um, I was asking my daughter about the cell phone of hers about text messaging. I was talking about I said the the whole concept of text messaging has been destroyed. It was supposed to be. It's supposed to be an emergency track. You know, it's like you get on the bus or the train. If everybody keeps jerking on the emergency lever, it's not going to work in time from overuse. That's what that. That's what text messaging was supposed to be for emergency. So now, it's lost its qualification. It has no qualification. It's in the mainstream of information. So. You have nothing now in in an emergency area. You should always have some kind of emergency area. It's like like SOS. <laughs> <laughs> you get rid of your SOS. Nobody, you know, you you you've overused everything to this. It was a poet I read. This one poet said, "Where where words lose their meaning because you because you fail to uh, segregate." And keeps things distinguished from one another, and and the ability to hear music, uh, or to hear poetry or anything live. When you go around so much with things in your ear, you're changing very slowly in a in a very minute way your ability to listen to things live. Because see, things live are not digital in the first place. And just about everything that people are pumping into their ears is based on two and digital. Mm-hmm. 
have to comment on this but there was a story <clears throat> that was all around the the internet about a week ago about a concert that Keith Jarrett played in someplace Monterey California maybe and mm-hmm. during the concert he was improvising a piece and someone in the audience coughed and he stopped and got up and he went to the microphone and he uh, you know chastised the audience for a while and to me that seems like um well i mean keith is his own case i guess but that seems somewhat like a symptom of of what you're talking about right like not being able to understand that in a in an environment full of human beings it's not a controlled pristine right. environment yeah uh well you know i think that that what he did i think that's going a bit far you know i think you'd lose you lose you lose people when you uh have to go. You're going to try to chastise an audience. That's a very dangerous situation. Um, first of all, you broke everybody's concentration with that. Uh, in live music, you expect anything can be expected in terms of anything live can take place. The, the closing of a door, the backfire of a car, a baby crying, anything. You know, it's uh, audiences know how to deal with that. For from listening for for thousands of years now, you know, both indoors and outdoors, they know how to deal with that. I think this is a, uh, I think what we what you would describe as something is a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> it's extreme behavior, as far as I'm concerned. I happen you to know? agree with you on that one. Um, coming back to uh, uh, to Zuid and uh, the album, this brings us to Volume One. Uh, I'm particularly struck by the the contribution of Liberty Elman, who um, really uh, just plays fantastically on this record, and and seems to be, to my ear at least, completely in tune with what you're you're trying to achieve. Uh, has has that been a uh, or what makes that partnership work for you? I guess I should ask. Well, I. I can't single him out because I think he's working with everybody there equally. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, that's the thing about this group. It's, it's like the 100% that I'm getting all around, you know, uh, and more, you know. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a unique thing. Every, every now and then in life you end up, you, you get an ensemble, like like you see a baseball team or anything else where you get just the right it's not 
it's not about it's not just about talent, about a person's ability to do something. It's about a person's conviction to something. That conviction has to do with the percent. You you can have a you look at sports. You can have a player. You can, they can be a fantastic player, but they're not committed to the team. To the, so the ensemble cannot reach a hundred percent. But this person is like fantastic. You got that in music all the time. People people will say things like, "Oh, I sure would love to hear so and so play with so and so, see so and so dance with so and so." That's a great. That's a nice idea. But it's not. It has nothing to do with the way things really work. In order to reach a level of ensemble, you have to have a hundred percent commitment. You can't buy that. You can't arrange it. You can't negotiate it. It's either there or it's not there. You know, I know that from having been a band leader for all these years. You know, you make mistakes. You think that this person is going to be in because you like them so much. You see how much talent they have, and you find out well, they're going to leave. They're going to leave just the way marriages break up and all other uh, relationships break up because it's not a hundred percent. Is that is that commitment the same thing as kind of personal compatibility, or are they different? Can you can you not particularly enjoy hanging out with a person, but still have that same? Oh, you know, but generally musicians don't hardly hang out that much over beyond the time when they're together playing. It's not generally that it doesn't go a lot past that, you know, unless there's some other ingredients added to that. Liberty and I do a lot of things because Liberty is also the engineer. Is my engineer? You understand? Sure. So, therefore, that puts us in touch on another level. So we have a, we share a lot, lot more time together because of that, you know. But most of these people are busy, so you don't get a chance to hang out with anybody <laughs> that much. Most of the hanging out we do, which we we love it, is when we go when we go on 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 the road for any short period of time because it's always short, two or three weeks, you know. That's the greatest time we have because it's uninterrupted. Then you really have a chance to talk about things and, you know, share things together for a while. But once you get back, this person is off doing something with this person, off on the road with somebody else. That's the way it goes, you know. Had you been on the road right before you recorded the music uh, that's on this Exactly. We came straight off the road. We came right off the road, came to New York, and went into a jazz gallery for about three, four nights, and then we went straight into the studio without any break, which is always the best. You can't, it don't get no better than that. You know, you, uh, it's like, you know, like, uh, you don't be walking out on the field and you haven't warmed up. And a team that haven't been playing since spring training 
it's not going to be pop. And the pop not going to be doing so good, you know. So it. Oh, you 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 see, like in the, in the uh, other sports world, boxing. They said, "Well, so and so haven't got a fight right now. I don't know why they want to go in and, and, and tangle with Muhammad Ali." So we better give him a couple of tune-up bouts. <laughs> you know, in, in order to get to that level, you have to get uh, you have to be on that playing level. See, that's why we heard so much great music in the past because musicians used to play so much uh, in this country. Uh, in all the different genres, in, in the classical world and the jazz world, they were playing nightly. They would come in off the road to, from, from Europe or different places in the States, pick up right in town playing in somebody else's orchestra right here in town for so many nights. You know, this has changed. It's not that it's, we don't have the opportunities. To, the young musicians don't have that many opportunities to play good live music anymore. Uh, New York City certainly is losing uh, oh rapidly um, its place in terms of being an art the the center of art, which is sad that the the leaders of the city and state don't un, they don't understand these kind of things. Uh, and we're not just talking about music; we're talking about dance and theater. When you don't even have a mid-sized house for dance or a mid-sized house for theater or music in this town. In Manhattan, in Manhattan, there's no mid-sized room that's affordable for them. And you, there used to be. Remember, you could pick up, you could go and pick up years ago magazines and newspapers and look at all the venues, spots that would be in there for music. Would say in Brooklyn, in the Bronx, all over. You don't have that. Why is that? Do you think? Uh, finances. The way the place has changed financially. Uh, They've forgotten the whole idea of art. Only thing that's important here is Broadway. Broadway, class A everything, the symphony, the opera, and Broadway. Nothing else counts. And see, you can you got to remember something, too, about Broadway. Broadway used to be supported by New Yorkers. When I came here for years, I used to go see Broadway shows. I went to see, I've seen one show this year. I saw one last year. But New Yorkers used to go, Broadway's for tourists. Lincoln Center is for tourists. And what what makes what they're doing different now? What makes it for tourists now it's, where it wasn't before? It's the, it's the price. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that was a dumb question. If you're not married, get your wife and daughter or take just another person or two other people with you to Broadway. Or look what they've done to to the ballpark. Look how much it costs to go see the Yankees at their new stadium. See, all of these prices have to do with tourists. It doesn't have to do with local support. If you don't have local support, then in art, it's not going to flourish. You got to look at the history of art. What went on in Paris? What went on in Vienna? What went on in Trieste? What went on in Chicago, New York, and different places at the same time? There was this community uh, in in England. The 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 way theater has uh, been able to sustain itself because in every neighborhood there's a theater. Every neighborhood. That's why they know theater so well. That that's why they produce so many great and good actors too. Here, we have lost, uh, it's not affordable, you can't get any support. I heard Ray Charles say in an interview, he said, 
people used to come and see me in the different neighborhoods around the country. Say they can't afford to see me. This is too big. You know, everybody can't go to Madison Square Garden and pay three hundred dollars for a ticket. Four hundred dollars for a ticket is ridiculous. The artists can't afford to live here. That's the biggest thing. You got to remember all those people that were in Paris and in Trieste that were here. It was affordable, and it was affordable because the state made it affordable. This place was affordable up until the mayorship of, of Rudolph Giuliani. Then it no longer became possible for artists. After that, everyone that was coming here, I don't care what your discipline was, they was given it say, I don't know how long I can last here. I give it a, a year, a couple of years, and I'm, I have to, I'm going to have to go in the modeling world, in the choreography world, in the film world. It was just too high. It's unreasonable. For years that preceded my arrival here, all the way back to Edgar Allan Poe coming here, <laughs> you could come here, two artists could come here, you're, you're, uh, you're a novelist, I'm a ballet dancer. You and I both can have a part-time job and have an apartment and live in Manhattan and have plenty of time to do what we want to do. That doesn't exist anymore. You can't have that type of situation and think that that place is going to re remain the arts center. It will not. You can pro They proclaim it. Downtown proclaims it. But they're rapidly losing it. And it almost shifted out of here of some years back. It almost shifted to Berlin back in the 90s. It almost shifted, you know. And it will shift because you can't, you can't have artists uh, living way out in the Rockaways and way out in New Jersey and all these different places think that they're going to commute in here, waste all that time commuting and stuff. You have to be in the center of things. You have to be walking around 52nd Street when the music is being played, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can't, it's, that's, it's just not possible, you know. You can't be sitting way out in the boondoggle and stuff and think that you're going to, you're not going to be a, a part of what's happening, when it's happening, you know, and while it's hot. And this is a real tragedy for this uh, town, and you you interviewing me, but if you picked up all of these young people that write, that write books and write poetry and play in musical groups like mine and talk to them about what we're talking about now, they'll tell you right away what I'm talking about is 500% the truth, and that's what they think about all the time, that they can't afford to be here. So the place cannot, how can, how can we produce another great literary writer, another great choreographer, another great filmmaker when the, when the people can't afford to be here, when the whole town is set up for tourists?
does that mean that they're going somewhere else or that they're not anywhere? Uh, well, they're still trying. They're still coming here because what are you going to do? They're coming here trying to do the best they can, but that's going to stop because the price keeps going up. See, and a lot of them are leaving, going other places, you know. And see, right, this is really not good. Right when the world has become smaller, has become a, a real international spot when you got players here from Vietnam and a, more, uh, uh, South Korea and different places, I mean, in great numbers, and India and language is starting to mix. The musical language is starting to mix. That's when things can, can uh, morph into something more interesting. Right at the wrong time, but like nobody has any control over these type of things when uh, different artists are coming together. But that's certainly what happens. But <laughs> I guess we don't uh, politicians. <laughs> well, I don't care if I'm on the radio or not. They don't understand anything about art. Never did. I don't think you can find anywhere in history in the history of uh, in the history of spoon making where they were important. <laughs> <laughs> Where they made any kind of contribution, I don't know where anybody's name is in terms of like uh, Manade, Stravinsky, Charlie Parker, Muddy Waters, uh, Baryshnikov. I, I just, I just fail to have seen any name in the history of this in in the in the culinary arts. I don't, I don't know the name of, I don't know where they've had any kind of contribution in any kind of way or understood anything. In in light of all that, what? What keeps you moving? I mean, you're you're making you're not making disposable pop music. You're making music that demands some thought and some care and some concern. What you know, what keeps I, you doing I, that? Music chose me. <laughs> music chose me. I, you know, that's the way it is. You know, I love it. It chose me, and outside circumstances don't affect. I, it, it, it doesn't matter. I have to do this. This is what I have to do. This is what I have to do in life. So I can have this conversation and talk about like the, the adversities and the and the things that you have to traverse and like you know all of that you know uh, it's not might not be the greatest things the most pleasant things but I have to do what I'm doing you know this, I'm not doing this I I could have made a if I wanted to make a decision to make money or something I could have did something else or be popular or something else. I'm doing this because this is what I was, I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, that's my feeling, you know, because art is a spiritual thing. It has to do with, uh, it does something for humanity, you know, and, the, and you don't necessarily get a reward back financially for that. Well, I think. Uh, well, I'm not going to speak for a lot of people. I'll just speak for me. I don't mean that you have to starve to death, yeah. <laughs> but just just to have a normal life, you know, like the guy, the the mailman, or anybody else. A lot of people think that you're not successful because you you're not Jay Z or Yo Yo Ma. Yes, you are. If you're paying your rent and paying your bills and you're taking care of yourself and your family, that's all you need, basically. And you can practice. You can sit and paint, or you can sit and write your poetry. My guest is uh, Henry Threadgill, and I, for one, am glad that you're uh, you're doing what you're doing. His uh, his most recent record is called "This Brings Us to Volume One." There's a Volume Two on the way, and a mosaic box set, and all kinds of stuff to go out there and experience from Henry. Uh, it's been such a, a pleasure and an honor to talk to you, and I really thank you for taking the time to do it. Well, thank you, Jason. It was a pleasure to have you uh, get in touch with me and give me a few minutes to 
elaborate on whatever it is I'm doing that I can explain with words. You know, music is, is not words, so I'm, it's always a tricky situation when I'm talking. <laughs> I understand what you mean. Well, uh, it, it, like I said, it's been an, just an incredible pleasure for me, and uh, I, I look forward to speaking to you again, hopefully someday. Okay, then. Thanks again. Tim. Take care. Have a good okay. night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. music from Henry Threadgill and Zuid from the album This Brings Us To, Volume 1. It's on Pi Recordings. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is also available for free anytime you want it in iTunes or at thejazzsession.com, where you'll also find Amazon links to buy some music and a donate button to support the show, You'll find a link to the Jazz Sessions Facebook group and to the mailing list. If you're going to join one of those things, I would join one or the other, but not both, uh, because they really are just kind of duplicates of one another except for the membership. And what you'll get is each Monday uh, you'll get an email from me with a little newsletter PDF uh, link, or you can read the newsletter in text right in your email, and it just contains information about who's coming up on the show this week, and uh, recently it contains a fair amount of information about uh, poetry events that I'm involved in too, 
because as you may or may not know, and the only way to not know would be to have never listened to this show before, uh, as you may or may not know, I just released a book called Unexpected Sunlight. It's on Foothills Publishing. It's my first collection of poems, some about jazz, uh, but most not. And it is now available for sale, even. Like, you could even give me money and I'd send you one at jasoncrane.org, jasoncrane.org. Uh, I'm very, very excited about it. It's it's such a thrill. I mean, I really, I don't even know what to say. It's incredible that it exists in the world. And people are buying them. And if you'd like to be one of those people, then uh, just visit jasoncrane.org and snap up your copy. While you're out there on the web, head over to respectsextet.com, respectsextet.com, to uh, hear music and see the events listing for the Respect Sextet. They provided the theme music for this show and a really phenomenal band. Uh, which I would think, even if they weren't my friends, as it turns out they are my friends, but uh, just a fantastic group of composers and uh, improvisers, and I highly recommend that you see them if they're anywhere near you, which they often are, depending on where you are. Thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed the Jazz Sessions logo. Thanks, of course, to you for listening. appreciate it. And now please go out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and then come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. Bye. Bye. Bye.